We got it accepted three weeks later. Then we did our due diligence, trust, but verify. And then we closed shortly thereafter. It was a 30 day close. So I would say with everything within the eight weeks, we had the tenant in there. Welcome to the Big Fat Real Estate Checks Podcast with Marco Kozlowski, where we help investors like you get the knowledge and skills you need to replace your J-O-B with passive cash flow for life. All right, welcome back to another hopefully very exciting episode where today I'm going to interview Frank, Frank Deluccio out of Toronto, where his children actually bought properties using my processes that were quite young. And that sounds kind of unbelievable for many that can't even find a deal for themselves or have been doing this for a very long time or wanting to get into the business. And I've always said, if you make things simple, and I think my, my strength or my genius, if you will, is to take complicated things and just dumb them down, make them real simple into ABCs, one, two, threes, donkeys, penguins, golden retrievers. As you get to know me, you see, I use a lot of imagery and a lot of animals in my analogies for a reason, because if a child can do it, we can definitely do it because at the end of the day, we're just big kids with hair in awkward places. So... Uh, Frank will uh, go over how not only he bought a couple properties. I don't want to necessarily talk about that. I'd like to focus more on his kids because I know he took down a few after being, I guess, at a roadblock for a little while and sort of it hit, it clicked. He got it right away. And then he went to empower his kids with the same skill sets, which is extremely empowering. So welcome, Frank. And tell us, how did your children that were under 11 or were 11, or you know, you'll tell me how old they were in a minute, uh, buy a couple of properties from Toronto online, yes. never leaving Canada. How is that possible? It, tell it us how it's po- done. It is possible. Thanks for having me on, uh, uh, Marco, as usual. Thank you very much. I enjoy doing this. Yeah, you know what? Actually, you, you, just, you just nailed it when you mentioned you use very basic analogies with the ABC, one, two, three, penguins and donkeys. It reminds me of a a kindergarten book I read. I'm not sure what the name is, but it's as easy as that. And having that process easy where people can gravitate to those visuals, it was easier for my wife. She's not you know, corporate at all. And having that process in, in place was great for, for both of us. And when we first started with you, you know, just over, actually, shit, I think we're approaching six years, Marco. That's uh, more than half a decade. Wow. That's a long time, but half a dozen. Yes. Uh, the Baker's dozen, half a dozen. So when we first got started, obviously, you know, when you start anything, you're very excited. And we were, we wanted to dive into this business, you know, for many years. And, and you know, in, in previous episodes, I mentioned that, you know, before we met you, we were going to do it wrong. Well, not wrong. Typically what 95 of the percent of the population would have done, which is technically the wrong way to do it. So once we started your program, we started going through the processes, the ABCs, one, two, threes, looking for properties. You know, my kids got a little curious and said, what's mommy and daddy doing at night on the computer? Because most of this was, it was actually all of it's on the computer from Toronto, didn't step foot in the US, you know, doing it from my living room, doing it from my back patio. And they were noticing, you know, every night, mommy, daddy are going on the computer, like steady. There was just like typing and looking and like, what the heck? And, you know, young teenagers, she was actually uh, close to 12 years old, Bianca. So she got curious and she goes, what are you guys doing? Like, you know, they thought we were up to something illegal, but we weren't. It's not illegal. It's it's ethical and it's it's proper. So, you know, we told her, listen, we, you know, we're, Mommy and daddy are looking, you know, at some properties and we met this guy, Marco, and, you know, we're just running, we're just going through this process and we kind of showed them, we, we had our notes down and everything, right? 
And she goes, oh, shit. She goes, this, this is kind of cool. And I think with computers, I guess we'll gravitate to the kids, so at least teenagers. Like, this is kind of cool. I, I think I could do this. And I go, you want to do this? She goes, yeah. And I remember it was a Sunday. And I go, okay, well, you know what? Let's set aside some time. She goes, how about now? And it was a Sunday in the summer. Now, I don't know how many people. I, I'm from Toronto. And our summers are very limited and, and, and short. And it was like a warm day. I'm going to use Celsius. I don't know what it is in Fahrenheit. But it was over 30. So I guess that's like 85, 90 Fahrenheit for those in the U.S. So it was a hot day. And we lived literally like blocks away from this huge amazement, uh, amusement park that has a water park. And I go, don't you want to go to the water park? Like <laughs> these days are numbered. And she goes, no, no, I want, I want to do this. I want to look for a property. I want, I want to find my own property. I was like, all right, let's do this. And went on the computer and I was showing her, you know, uh, where, where we market, what we look for, exactly as Marco laid out for us. And I was like, okay, this is what we look for. And she goes, okay, I like this area, whatever. And I guess it doesn't have to be an area. And so I laid it down. She goes, okay. She was looking at the pictures, which normally, again, Marco teaches not to look at the pictures, but it's a kid. I made her look at a few pictures, all right? Because they get emotional because you're not supposed to look at pictures. Again, we're buying cash flow, right? So... No pictures, no pictures, unless they're penguins and penguins and donkeys. Yes. So she was looking at some of the pictures. That's fine. She's like, oh, this is cool. It's got a pool. It's got this, whatever, or whatever the case is. She was just looking at a whole bunch of them. And I was literally going down the process together. And I was still learning at the same time with my wife. And I was like, okay, well, now we got to do this. And, and, you know, look at, you know, what the value is. Let's look at what our next move is. Let's look at how we're going to communicate to them by email. And this is initially all by email. And I, I think that was a saving grace for not only my daughter, who's not going to get on the phone with the seller, but even for my wife, she was more of the, the, the shire type. So at first, the email campaign was very good. So you can do this from anywhere email. And that's what we started doing. So we started following the process, sending a whole bunch of emails out, following Marco's system. And I think in that four-hour span, you know, we may have hit at least maybe 30 properties at least. Uh, I know we could have done a lot more in those four hours, but she wanted to look at pictures, Marco. And then she always wanted to eat. They, they want to eat. They go, hold on, let me grab a snack. Cheese fetish, chips. My table was like chips, popcorn. There was cheese. What else do we have? We had like it was a shit show of, of junk food, but we had to get a nutrition in there. <laughs> so, and I had a beer too. So it was actually good. It was it was a good bonding experience, I gotta say. So after those four hours or whatever it was, we didn't go to the water park because by then it was you know getting late, and I was pissed about that. But at the same time, she was happy. I was like, you know what, this is good. And she goes, now what? And I go, well, now we wait. We still follow process. This, we gotta wait for the response back, and then we have another process to do. So we did that. Over the course of maybe Marco, I think it was about a week or so. And three weeks later, so within that same, you know, uh, literally three weeks later, she had an offer accepted. And, you know, I told her she was she was excited. She goes, oh, yeah. she was jumping up and down. She didn't know what it meant. <laughs> she was just jumping up and down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm going to be rich. Or whatever. I was like, well, no, hold on. Slow down here. She goes, how much money did I make? I go, well, well we still got to check it out. We got a deal accepted. And Marco, you know, once you have a deal accepted, then you go into the next phase and you got to go through that process to make sure that, you know, not for anything, because you know, sellers do lie. And, and we learned that. And we know that sellers and agents do lie. They, they sugarcoat or they intentionally leave out things that hopefully you don't catch. So we had to trust, but verify. And Marco, that's one of your teachings is you trust, but verify. So she got all excited and I go, hold on, that, that's a good step one. Now we're going to go into phase two, which is checking out and trusting and verify, doing our due diligence as you laid out in your, you know, ABC, one, two, three, uh, donkeys and penguins coloring book there. So we went through that stage. Everything did check out. 
we went into phase, you know, three where you're looking for uh, asset-based lenders. So exactly what you're preaching, we literally went down almost like a checkbook and it was very easy for her to follow. Maybe you should have pictures next to each one as well, Marco, but <laughs> it was almost like a picturegram. It's like, okay, next check. It's as easy as that. So my 12 year old or 11 and a half at the time can do it. So we did all that. We actually ended up closing. We got their funding. We ended up closing. She, she was in static and she was so happy. And I was like, shit, you, you got your first property. Like, Fuck, I, I was kind of jealous. I'm, I'm <laughs> I was 45. I was 43. She's like literally, she's not even 12, man. She basically, she's pre-teenage and she got a property. And I was like, this is yours. She goes, this is really mine. I go, well, I have legally I have to put it in her business entity name. She can't own anything at, you know, at 12 years old. But yes, I go, this is yours. And she goes, now what? And she went, well, let's let's go to the next process. So we, you know, post. So we had the post-contract steps. So the marketing. The post-contract steps, the DD, trust but verify. Then we went into, okay, now we got it. What do we got to do to fill it? Like market it. So we actually did a little bit before we actually closed. So we actually had a tenant lined up. We already knew a tenant was lined up the day that we closed, that they were moving in. I think there was like a week lapse where, you know, we got someone in. We hired someone to go clean it and this and that. We got the inspector out there. They took all the pictures. And actually, oh shit, I don't have it. I could have showed you. There was, um, uh, when the inspector went out, there was, the, the house was empty, of course. Uh, there was nothing in there. There was some garbage left over that they took out, but there was a rooster in there, a metal rooster. And I saw it on the counter when they were, when the, when the inspector was taking a, a, a video and, and, and some pictures. I'm like, hey, you know, what, what's, what's up with the rooster? It was actually, it's a metal rooster. It looked nice. It was, it was a fair size. It was, it was over a foot big and it was, it was nice. I was like, you know what? I want you to ship it to me. I, I want my daughter to have that. He's like, really? You want me to ship a rooster? I go, I want you to ship the rooster to me in Canada. And he's like, all right. And I go, I'll pay you whatever the shipping is. And I, I want you to ship that to me plus uh, with a copy of the keys. So we have keys of the house, right? And he goes, okay, no problem, man. So he shipped it and I, I gave it to my daughter. She still has it. It's in her kitchen. It's it's a rooster. And it reminds her that, hey, you know what? I got my rooster. I got my house. So we did our marketing. We got someone in there to rent it, but not only to rent it. Uh, so, with Marco, we used one of your strategies where it's a lease and option to buy. You know, I told her, do you want to just lease it? Do you want to end up selling it later? She goes, well, I want to kind of do both. And I was like, okay, good. I have good options. Always have an exit strategy, uh, which I think we're going to be talking about or we did already talk about in a future episode or in a past episode. But always know your exits. And I said, okay, well, we got someone to rent it for literally $1,250 uh, $1, a month. So that's what she was making. We figured out what our taxes and our insurance will be. So we she kept about half of that. Because what she did is we did a, a lease option. I don't want to go deep dive into our strategy, but she did a, a lease option where the person that for some reason couldn't get traditional lending to purchase a home. It was a family. They had two small kids. Actually, one of them was her age. I think 10, 11 years old, close to her age anyways. And they were looking for a place to buy, to make home. So not only did they want to lease it, but they wanted to buy something. And uh, unfortunately, in the 2008 crash, their credit suffered. And they didn't quite hit that FICO score that most banks, institutions look for. Uh, so they're a little bit shy. They were working on their credit. So it was going to take them a little bit time to get that traditional lending. So what we did is, let's say, okay, you can lease it for $12.50 a month. We did an option to buy agreement where they we had we set the price to buy it. I uh, mean to sell it at one sixty at the time, uh, one hundred sixty thousand at a future date three years down the road. So they could buy. So just to make it straight, so they have a lease agreement for twelve fifty that they were paying from day one, and then they had another agreement which is an option to buy 
as our exit strategy where, okay, you can buy this house at a predetermined price, which was 160 in the next three years. Anytime in the next three years, you can buy it. So they have, yes, Marco. Yes, one second. So Frank, hang on a second. So what did you buy the property for? It was 80,000. So you, she bought it for 80, yes. used asset base lenders. How much of your own money did you have to use out of your pocket or Bianca? Zero. She, no Bianca money doesn't out of have any what? money. <laughs> Just want to make sure yes. she's, you know, not even 12. Yeah. She goes online, she follows steps, she gets lending, 80,000 bucks, she buys this thing. She uses a lease option strategy to sell it at a future uh, price tag of 160, which I think was a fair price for that market for that time. Not egregious, fair, 160 to someone that is looking to repair their credit with kids that are not knowing these kids could own a house themselves if they just had the knowledge and application uh, and the guide to, to be able to do that. And in effect, the payment, she kept half after mortgage, I think is what you said. So she made about a $600 a month profit. Is that about right? Or yes, it was about a little half. bit less. No, it was about, about half. half. Yep. So she made, let's call it 600 bucks. So it was about 7,000 bucks a year in revenue for Bianca and her education or, you know, wherever you decided to put that money in. So it was its own education fund with tax deductions. That's appreciating in value with depreciating taxes and, you know, all the bells and whistles that real estate has, no money out of pocket whatsoever, and has an $80,000 upside when and if it sells within the next three years. Now, did they buy it in the next three years? So what happened? Okay. So when we got this family in there for the lease option part, we had to... Um, wait, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, yeah, forgive sorry. me for interrupting you. Did they put a down payment? Well, that's what I was getting to. Exactly. Okay, 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 okay. All right. So with the lease option, we wanted them to have obviously skin in the game as a down payment, like you're buying anything. Someone wants a down payment. Now, we didn't make it outrageous or anything like that. It was a $10,000 down payment. Fair enough. And that ten that $10,000 goes, is it, do you have to hold it in escrow? Where does that $10,000 is a deposit? Is it refundable? No, it's a non-refundable $10,000 deposit. So if they purchase the property... At the end of the three years or whenever they purchase it, they only owe 160 minus your 10. So they'll owe 150. Uh, gotcha. If they don't purchase the property, sadly, they lose their 10,000 10, because that's the commitment. Otherwise, we could have sold to someone else. So that Correct. was their commitment to keep them in there. And this is a twofold thing that you taught me, Marco, uh, which is a great strategy, guys. Because number one, you're securing your tenant because now your tenant is in there and they have skin in the game. They got 10,000 in the game here. So they're going to take care of the property because it's going to be their own property one day, right? So things like lawn care and shit like that, they're going to take care of themselves. Now, everything like the mechanicals, all the big things like the roof or whatever, obviously we're going to guarantee that, right? Because they don't technically still own the house. But all the small stuff or whatever, they're going to take care of because it's their house. And you're guaranteed the tenant there for at least the next three years. Because if they leave, guess what? You got their 10000 you got that even on the lease itself, you got their last month's rent. So that buys you a month to find someone else if shit hits the fan. Plus you got their 10. So you got literally over $11,000 if they do leave tomorrow. So what they happened? That yeah, sorry. So, so forgive me, forgive me. Uh, one second. And you can actually get a home warranty for less than a thousand bucks out of that 10,000 to cover all that shit that does break. And they'll replace it with brand new stuff. It's called a home warranty for that unit. And you can literally, if the roof caves in or the fridge breaks or something happens, the home warranty covers it or the insurance covers it. So you're not like a typical landlord that's being nickeled and dimed. The tenant has to take care of everything. That's And if it's something that does break, it's covered in the home warranty that they can actually take care of or we can take care of together. 
and it's completely hands-off. You don't have to chase them for the rent because if they're late on the rent, they don't get to buy the property. If, they're, if they default on the lease, if you have to evict them, they've lost their ability to buy the property. It's all in the option agreement. So their tenants, they're not really tenants, they're owners in training. And that $10,000 isn't even taxable until they either buy it or they default, which is three years down the road. So that's $10,000 that Bianca could go buy Pokemon cards or Bianca could buy, you know, she's past, well past the Barbie stage, but, you know, whatever video games or things that Bianca likes to do, that's her money if, you know, of course, you know, Frank probably gave her 50 bucks and said, thanks very much. Go find me another one because uh, he likes child labor. He keeps the kids in the cage very tight ship. But no, just kidding. But yeah, this is a phenomenal strategy. And within what? Between finding the property and actually getting the $10,000 in hand, what was that time frame? It, well, was it, well, when we found the property, we got From the, the day you found it, that Sunday. Monthly. So we got the offer accepted after three weeks uh, from that Sunday that we did the marketing. So we got offer accepted. Again, we're going back and forth you know, with, with the communication. Mm-hmm. We got it accepted three weeks later. Then we did our due diligence, trust but verify. And then we closed shortly thereafter. It was a 30-day close. So I would say with everything within the eight weeks, we had the tenant in there. So within eight weeks, two months-ish. Yes. So 60 days, you had $10,000 in hand. Yes. The, well, not in hand. It was wired to us. But yes, it was, it was in right. our bank account. Well, then good enough. Um, yes. It, it uh, checks good. are good. Wire transfers are definitely better. <laughs> so it was good. And, and I, I just want to touch upon the point that you said, yes, with the appliances and all that, you can get something like Sears or whatever. And you, actually, it's not even $1,000. I think it was like $300 for the whole year. And they'll secure, they'll insure all your appliances, dishwasher, fridge, stove, and all that jazz. And obviously, the insurance will cover you know roof and foundation, things like that. So it was actually really good where she was hands-off. And yes, the agreements that you provide, the paperwork that you provide, because there's no way, you know, if we had to get a lawyer to do it, put the paperwork together, and it was genius that you have clauses in your lease. So you have a specific lease for the lease option. And they have to be two separate agreements, which we learned from you and why, which we're not going to get into here. But your lease has clauses in there. If they default on the lease, then they're technically in default of their lease option, uh, which is ingenious because it's it's put an accountability on that homeowner or that future homeowner, which gives me and, and, and my daughter assurances that they're going to be there. They're not going to mess around. And then even if they do, there's a lot at stake that they're going to lose. That's what I think it is. They're gravitated. Uh, so they'll think twice before they're like, oh, let's just go somewhere else and get something else. So back on that note, once we got to 10000 deposited, yeah, that was hers. I, I put that in her account. And it was 10000 American, which is a big difference at that time. You know, the it's dollar. $1 million. Dollars, $1 million. Dollars. $1 million. Just shy of there. Yeah, just shy. But she was around, she was around 13000 13, uh Canadian on that. And not even including that twelve fifty that she was bringing in and keeping half of it, um, so she she was doing pretty well. And, and in the end, what happened with this one? So again, the property's taken care of; it's being rented. There was a family in there, uh, maintenance, lawn, and all that bullshit uh, that was taken care of. Um, obviously, she had to get insurance and all that. She was making a twelve fifty. She had her ten thousand. Sadly, in year two, that cu- uh, the couple did get a divorce. Obviously, they didn't come to fruition. To so, why are you smiling, Frank? Why well, are you smiling well, over smiling this? Sadly, because- they had a divorce. Well, because th- the thing is, so, th- so no, I was I don't condone that. Obviously, I don't condone. That. I was really I was actually saddened for them because I know the kids. Oh, your fa- tell your face you were sad, Frank. I, I was I was sad. sad. This is uh, if you're listening on audio, you can't see it. But uh, so, what does that mean? 
So they couldn't buy it. Shit happened. They got a divorce. It, it, things happen. You know, the divorce rates are 50%. So they, they, they said, you know what? We can't buy this no more. They had to get a divorce and they severed their, their ties and they moved on. So what does that mean? And then Bianca's like, well, what do we do now? He's like, well, don't relax. We, we got, you know, we went through Marco's strategy. So we have the last month rent. So, okay, the house is vacant. Just say it's September 1st. House is vacant September 1st or whatever it is, even August, at the end of August. But we still got a whole month now that she's still getting paid that twelve fifty. number one. Number two, she still has the 10000 She still has the 10000 She didn't spend it all on video games and shit like that, but uh, she spent a bit. So she still has the 10000 She wanted to buy a Vespa with it. That's that's what she wanted to buy with it. So so she still has the twelve fifty plus the 10000 And I go, okay, well, we're going to market the same way we marketed the first time to get a new tenant that wants to buy a property. She goes, and then it clicked. Actually, I didn't even have to tell her, Marco. Then it clicked. She goes, are you telling me I can make another $10,000? I go, that's exactly what you can make. And she's like, shit, let's do it. <laughs> right? So she she was kind of banking that everyone that come, comes in, she, that they were going to default. I was like, well, no, you don't wish that upon people. But if it does happen, you know, you're, you're protected. And that's exactly what we did, Marco. Uh, we did it. Actually, she felt a little bit guilty. It was a family that was trying to get in. They didn't quite have the 10000 We settled at 7500 down payment. So she made another 7500 on top of that um, 10000 on top of the 1250 that she was making for the two years. Did you did you give an option for the same amount or a higher amount now? Because the values of the properties are going up. So did you sell the the option? Was it for the same one sixty or was it for more now? No, it was for more. So I I looked and I think this is one of your yeah you, you did this in one of your episodes or your sessions uh-huh. where you we added appreciation and we talked about in this in, in in previous episodes the market appreciation. So I knew that market was about at that time anyways it was about four to five percent. So we added 4% year over year over year. And then I forgot what we came out to. It was like in the 170 something or one. Actually, I think it was close to 180 because it did go up from the previous year. So mm-hmm. we added that. I think it was close to the 180. I, I don't want to say 180. Uh, so it was between, call it 175. Yeah, it doesn't was matter. definitely higher than 160 and lower than 180. So it was a higher market. So now she's making more on the equity on the back end yep. when she exits again. So she was like, shit, this is... Again, now she's, you know, she's a little bit more, now she's an official teenager. <laughs> she's like, shit, this is great. <laughs> Starbucks, let's go. Let's go with the Frappuccinos, man. <laughs> I don't care about the $7 drinks that I'm spending. We're getting gouged. I get it. But no, I didn't go to her head on that. So she was excited. And so we did that. Long story short, uh, sadly, it didn't sell. That that went sour right away, actually, within the wow. first year. Um so at that point, I was in, involved. My wife and I were involved in other properties. Um, and I said, listen, I go, you know, why don't you just, at this point, why don't you just refinance this, take some of your money back. And, and with that extra money, I, can, I planted her in another deal that we were doing, a bigger deal. Um, a hotel, if I'm not It was a hotel. Correct? You're right. So mm-hmm. what she did, she refinanced. Again, she seasoned it. it. It was seasoned. She had a tenant in there, this and that. She seasoned it. And she goes, you know what? Let me refinance it. She did. She got her $80,000 back plus some. So she actually, she got close to, actually, it was so you paid, Hang on. You paid off the original $80,000 loan that you used, mm-hmm. which was asset-based lending. You yes. just paid that off. Yes. After the refinance of the property. And there's still a tenant in there, right? So, yes. and that paid another 70, what did the third tenant end up paying? Do you know? The third tenant, we didn't do a lease option only because she, oh, she was- Oh, just long-term. Gonna, she, long-term. Long-term. Um, gotcha. Because the market, that area is very- high demand right now 
Yep. So I told her, "What do you want to do?" She goes, "You know what? Yeah, I like the ten thousand, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep it as as the rent because the rent went Good. up to fourteen fifty, and and the property's worth over two hundred now. I think it, it was. There was a little hiccup in there, but we still made a lot of money. There was a little cavity. Uh, oh, the the there's a sinkhole on, on that one. There was a little cavity underneath that we had to. And people don't know Florida. There's a lot of sinkhole counties, so you got to be very careful. So we had to get that filled up, and there, there's a process to that to get it remediated. And, uh, yeah, but it's still worth over at least two hundred. Oh, there will if you Google it now and you go yes, and, and definitely over two hundred thousand. That's my point. Yes. So you know, but but so you paid off the eighty. And, you know, okay, you had to fix some shit. That shit happens. No, but it, it's free money anyway, because yeah. you never put a penny into it. You just got paid from the day that you bought it. So you got $80,000 paid off. If I can ask, I know it's none of my damn business, but now it is since we're talking about it. And I'm sure the listeners want to know, you paid off the 80. How much did Bianca actually end up pulling out tax-free, by the way? This is tax-free. The tenants have been paying the, ten- the, the landlord, I mean, the mortgage off. The tenants are doing the work. You're getting lease option deposits. At least, I think it sounds like at least twenty thousand dollars plus in lease option deposits. Canadian, uh, yes. let's call it seventeen thousand. At least seventeen thousand dollars five hundred plus the rents of twelve you know, fifteen. You've made at least fifty. Yes, you've made at least you know twenty five thirty thousand dollars over a period of time, cash in hand. You know, you got paid to buy it, basically. Uh, at least twenty five grand. At least that's in rents and in cash flow and lease option deposits. How much did you pull out? She pulled out forty. 40 grand. Yes. Which is great. Yeah. No, that's $40,000 more than she had before. That You can you can buy almost a Tesla for that. Not well, a she would have pulled out more. It, again, the sinkhole remediation, uh, she, we took some of that money from there. So that's, that's why she, she, well, she pulled out 40, uh, nobody, which is fine. Who cares? Yeah. So, well, she wasn't complaining. <laughs> Neither was I. And that's all done yeah. within two years, correct? Yes. Yes. Because in year three, she ended up selling it. Right. Yes. And... So in year three, made, she, she sold it. She made more money. We took that money. So I said, listen, I go, Bianca, you can do this again. She goes, oh, well, I want to kind of do it again. Or mommy and daddy. <laughs> so we had to go. To, it was really fucking awkward. I had to go to her. <laughs> so I was using her. I go, well, what are you going to do with the money? So I explained, you know, economics 101. I go, if you put it in the bank, and I showed her. I go, look what the bank's going to give you. Uh, if you put in a savings, 0.0 whatever it was, 8. It wasn't even a percent. I go, now you can lock up your money for five years. And maybe they'll give you 25 to 3%. Or you can give it to mommy and daddy. And, uh, you know, with a big smile and a Starbucks card in my hand. And we, we can give them mommy and daddy and we'll give you 10%. And she didn't get it. She go, I go, we're looking to buy a bigger property. Instead of borrowing from, from someone else, we can get some of your money and we'll give you 10% on the deal. And that was the hotel, Marco. But actually, gotcha. in between those three years, guys, I just want to mention my son, my middle son, Gianluca, he got jealous because Bianca was doing the pee-pee dance and had a rooster and she had this money and he's like, what the heck? And he's very, he's a very competitive guy. Uh, he plays soccer, uh, you know, since he was five, he's very competitive. He's like, shit, I want to do this. And he was actually even younger. He's a year and a half younger than Bianca. Uh, so he ended up doing this exact same thing. Marco, we just mimicked it. So we mirrored that. And he ended up getting a property in Panama City, Florida. The exact same thing. He was happy as shit. And we almost did the same thing with him. Him, we didn't do a lease option. We just did a, a straightforward lease because he wanted to keep it. He was looking at that appreciation thing and he wanted to keep it. And then he goes, let me just refinance what you said after two years and get my money. And I'm still making money. So he liked that residual. So he did that. And he almost actually, it was almost follow, it was almost exact same value. We bought that for about 85, 90. We just sold it. 
literally last year for 189,000. So you made a hundred grand on that. Well, we put about ten thousand, you know, to, to spruce up the place or whatever. So he, so he made ninety grand. He made eighty grand U.S., but he made a lot of money on that one. That yeah. was uh, that was good for him, and and he did the same thing. He put into the hotel uh, and other properties yeah. that we have, and he kept some. And that hotel is making you, you know, and your family a ton of money, which we're not going to get into yes. now. That can be another uh, case study. But if we were to wrap this up, how much do you think total cash out that on Bianca's deal? Bianca so, made 40 plus the down payment. I'm going to just use US and then we can convert it. Uh, don't worry about just, Canadian. We don't just, care about just Canadian. Just say about dollars. 20, 60. So, uh, and then with the rent, uh, again, for the two years, I got to calculate 600. That's about seven and seven and seven. And let's just say another 20. So she made 40 plus the 20 on the things plus another 20, 40, 50, 60, 70, about 80. 80 grand? Yep. Not bad. She, and that's really good. Eighty thousand bucks in a you know two three year period of time is is pretty damn good money, and she's still a kid in school. Well, she worked now, once at it. So it. It was the four. You <laughs> gotta get it. It was the four hours. What, that what's we, your hourly wage for that? I wonder. What's the hourly? You know what? If dollars? I were to factor it, like in terms of you know the paperwork, whatever, I helped her out with it. You know, I showed her. I wanted to show her the paperwork and everything. And again, your paperwork is very, you know, over the years it evolved, but it's very straightforward with the coloring. Uh, where you have to fill out the fields where it's different colors. It says, okay, what's yes. the seller's name? What's the buyer's name? What's the amount you're selling it for? So it was very straightforward, but I wanted her to, to go through it. Even if she put a whole day, which she didn't, like a full 24 hours, like she did the four and then, then you know, half hour here, an hour here, an hour. Here. Even if she put in a full day or even two full days, 48 hours or even a whole week. Uh, it's over a thousand an hour. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's well over a thousand dollars an hour. And it's, it's phenomenal that you're empowering your kids to learn how to do this, which I encourage everyone to learn how to do this. And again, knowledge is power, but knowledge applied is even more powerful. Too many people know what they should be doing and are not doing it. So I'm really, I'm proud of you, Frank, for empowering your kids to learn how to make a hundred grand, literally uh, thousands of dollars an hour. Uh, on a deal, which allows them to do another one and then roll that into a hotel. And they're learning all these things. And these are skills that can never be taken away from you. Money can money comes and goes. And if you have the ability to generate your own money through skill sets that can, again, never be taken away from you. And you could be in a hospital bed. You could be you know on a beach in Hawaii somewhere. You could be you know, you want to surf all day long and do this in the evenings, you can. It's it's not a full-time job. It's definitely a part-time job, but with more than full-time results. So if you really want to empower not only yourself and your family, but your children to learn how to do something that will really change the scope of your family's life forever, don't take my word for it. Don't even take Frank's. What would Bianca say if uh, she had to talk to someone else her own age back then? What do you think she would say? She'll say, like, work. like, you got to do this. Like, it's really cool. Like, you get all <laughs> kinds of Starbucks and Vespas. and. <laughs> oh, my goodness. She's, uh, uh, you know, what? She, she's grateful to learn that. Even my son, he, he gravitated more to it. Um, and, and he wants to do more. And, and the guy just, you know, he's not even 14 yet. He's turning 14 next month. But um, it, it's, it's fulfilling as a father um, to teach what I learned from you, Marco, to pass it down to my kids so I can have that that comfort or that reassurance knowing that, you know what, his passion is soccer. Uh, you know, whether, whether he becomes a professional, semi-professional soccer player, I want him to focus on that. And I don't want money to be an obstacle for him to pursue that dream. So if he has to go, you know, he went to Europe, he went to Italy uh, to play soccer. 
uh, at a young age. And I want him to do that and not worry about, oh my goodness, I got to worry about paying these bills or whatever. Yeah, he doesn't have bills now, but when he gets older, he will. When he's 20, 25, he's going to have bills. And I want him to f- follow his dream, which is soccer. But in order to fulfill that dream, uh, he needs a vehicle and, and real estate, you know, he gravitated to it. Could be that vehicle that you do it once, work once, get paid often, and then do what you love. Amen to that. Amen to that. Follow your passions. If you had no money worries whatsoever and had money coming in all the time, what would you be doing now? If the answer is not what you're doing now, you should really change. You have one life as we know it. Be passionate about the things that you love. Do what you love. Love what you do. And if you don't, find a vehicle that can take care of you passively, which is real estate. I don't know of any other vehicle where you can finance the things that allow you to make money. You can, we're literally financing cash flow with no money out of your pocket if you know how to do it. Frank, so much, uh, Frank, thank you so much for your, uh, your time and your, your openness. Yeah, this is definitely one of my favorite episodes. I really, uh, really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Frank and Bianca and Gianluca as well for doing a bang up job at making some money in real estate when they were just literally kids. And if they can do it, I know anyone can. And that makes me really happy as well as, as the person that, that, was, that enabled you to do it, but you guys did it. So you guys get all the credit and I'm really proud of you both. Three of you, all thrice of you and Linda too. All of you, the whole family. Well, we appreciate you and what you gave our family. It's literally priceless and I, I, I enjoy doing this. This is my passion now. Yep. There you go. Well, thanks very much. I look forward to seeing uh, you on the next episode. Thanks guys for listening and we'll see you on the next one. Have a great day. If you like this episode of Big Fat Real Estate Checks, let's show some love by leaving a comment and a good rating. Also, as a thank you for tuning in today, we've got a special free gift. The journey to passive cash flow for a life starts by finding deals, and it's easier than you think. Simply go to getdealsbytuesday.com, enter your email address, and we'll send you a free quick start course called Deals by Tuesday. Even if it's 11 p.m. Monday night, This course will show you how to find discounted real estate deals by Tuesday. It's that fast and simple. Go to GetDealsByTuesday.com and start your journey toward life-changing cash flow today. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next episode. Mm